Good evening and welcome to Sportletics, where sports and politics mix and mingle. I'm Stacey Johnson. Joining me tonight is Aguna, who's off, the Nigerian moderate Republican, Keith, the constitutional conservative, Stephen, the independent thinker, and my cousin Todd. I wonder what Aguna would say about you, Todd. <laughs> hours ago, seriously though, hours ago, a shooting at East High School in Denver, Colorado leaves two adults injured. The known high school student is on the run, as police, uh, police say, as the v Virginia teacher shot by a six-year-old. Remember her? She's suing the administration of the school and South Carolina teachers activists revolt against a conservative school board called Christian Nationalists. The Protect Education rally was held by the Low County Up is Good Political Action Committee down there in South Carolina. Joey Logano wins an Atlanta NASCAR race. Stephen will talk about that. Federal Chairman Jerome Powell announces today the Federal Reserve is prepared to use all tools necessary to keep the banking system safe as the United, as the United States Secretary of the Treasury simultaneously Janet Yellen told lawmakers today that the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation FDIC was not considering providing blanket insurance for banking deposits following the collapse of two prominent U.S. banks this month. March Madness brackets are busted as the 16th seed Fairleigh Dickinson University took down one seed Purdue and 15th seed Ivy League Princeton Tigers defeated both Arizona and Missouri to now face six seed Creighton this Friday night. Politico reports DeSantis's anti-woke law remains blocked in Florida colleges. U.S. District Judge Mark Walker determined the anti-woke law is positively dystopian. Ja Morant will play in the Memphis Grizzlies versus Houston Rockets game tonight. And according to Fox News, former President Trump's Hush money grand jury proceedings are canceled or were canceled for today. Grand jury proceedings canceled amid a major dissension in the district attorney's office. USA Today says antibiotics won't work. They won't work against the strain of a nasty stomach bug. And it is spreading as doctors become more concerned. A video shows Ervo Antiano being pinned to the floor in the moments before his death. And more, if we can fit it in. First up, Stephen Joey Logano won NASCAR in Atlanta. What was that about? Joey Logano stole this race. Brad Keselowski had it. It was it was in his hands. It was so easy. And then in the last few laps, it was Keselowski. Last few laps, Keselowski. Getting closer, Keselowski. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, came Joey Logano and won the race. And it was all in all, it was a really good race. 
And it had a really dramatic finish at the end that did not include a crash, but it was really dramatic the way these cars race each other. And, and the car that you didn't think was going to win the race for a very long time ends up coming up and winning the race. That's what makes NASCAR good. But the Xfinity race the night before, the, the guys that are working their way up to this level, they had an excellent race as well, but an even a better race because – they use old style cars compared to these new style cars. And it's a whole different feel. It's a whole different race. And it's like going back just, just a year, a couple of years ago, because these cars now are so, so different, but they're good, but they're good on their own. Just like uh, FS1 or whatever, they, they're really good for what it is. And NASCAR is really good for what it is. But the Xfinity cars are just like cars on the street a lot. You know, like it's, 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 it's almost the old school thing in the seventies. So at the end of this race, it was a huge crash. Everybody's trying to the lead. The leader of the race is, is doing like this. He gets hit. He ends up winning. Another guy that came in third came in backwards. It's just old school fun racing. And uh, it was certainly enjoyable and a really good weekend. We've got uh, the first road course this week and I love road courses. If anybody's listened what to the show. A, okay. What is a road course? That's when they don't People just make. Like he doesn't know. They they don't just make right turns. Uh, that's all they do is generally circles, kind of squares, oblongs, things like that. That's that's what that's how they uh, uh, race. This is a race. It's a road course which they go like this the whole time through. It can be twenty one turns, twenty four turns, and wow. up the hill, down the hill. It's 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 so much to to do. And these guys are working so hard. It makes it a lot, for me, a lot more fun. And, and 20 years ago, I didn't like them that much as a purist at the time, but they grew on me and they became my favorite. And there's other races I like that aren't road courses, but these are generally a lot of fun. All right. Great. Thank you. Now we'll talk real quickly. I want to share my screen about March Madness. It was no need for us to even do any brackets because the brackets were busted immediately when the Ivy League team, Princeton, beat, uh, I mean, Fairleigh Dickinson beat um, Purdue. Purdue. No, they beat number Philly. one seed. Yeah. That, second, that, time, that, second time it's happened in, in and, history. Second time it's happened in history. Well, I don't know about that, that because I think they beat the Phillies last time. <laughs> but this was this was crazy because the 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 team that Fairleigh who beat Purdue was not even supposed to be in the game because they played a, a conference game and lost it. They should have gone home, but they didn't because the team that beat them are uh, were Division Two the year before. You have to be a Division One for two years, so they couldn't even play uh, in the game. So by default. The team that beat Purdue, fairly Dickinson, uh, was not even supposed to be there. And this is, uh, to me, it's the biggest upset ever. 2019, UVA lost to whoever, doesn't matter. But UVA lost, and that was a, that was the first time it ever happened. So people are going to stick for that forever. This is a first. This is a first. But this is the first time a team that shouldn't even have been there came and won. And let me tell you something else on a, on a gambler's point of view really quick. Mm -hmm. The next week, uh, they're going to play uh, – I don't know some some team that's uh, ranked was ranked nine when it all started. I can't think of the Lion. name of them. The Alabama, Flyers. 
Alabama squared or something. I can't remember. Now look at that. I've got it up right here. You want to look yeah, at it right here? Yeah, I can't here. hardly see it where I, where I am. So what? Whose team are you saying they're going to play? Because it's this Friday. So this Friday, who are you saying? Flyers. No, I'm I'm in the wrong thing. Wait a minute. No, oh, I'm not talking know. about who they're going to play, Stacy. What I'm talking about. Is, see, I can't get. I, it's just a. It's a. It's a small oh, thing. That's all right, you don't know anything about football. That's what okay. We'll no, no. On. What I'm saying is that this this game last this past weekend after they beat Purdue, one of the number one teams, Stacy. After they Who beat Purdue, that, they were. Wait a minute, Stacy. They were a 15 and a half point underdog. Fairly Dickinson was a um, 15 and a half point underdog. Now, if you didn't take those dog. 15 and a half Who's points, I can't help you. That was the easiest thing to do. Hmm. Is said, it on that side or this side? You said underdog. Oh. Oh, well. It's not there. It's on the other side. <laughs> it's on the other side? I was trying to find it. Or it's up. It's up. was doing his jokes. I'm it's up or down. It's, it's, it's not here. So I don't know where it is. Wait a minute. I don't even see it. <laughs> God was joking. Okay, let me see if I see fairly here. Do you see them? I don't see Gonzaga, UCLA. No, I, think they're on the, I think they're on the opposite. That's uh, yeah, Michigan that's State, Kansas State, Tennessee. Yeah, there they Florida, are. Atlantic, fairly, Purdue. Princeton, yeah, they Creighton. played Florida. Stacy, they played Florida Atlantic after they beat Purdue, and they were a 15-and-a-half-point underdog. They never should have been an underdog by 15 and a half points, if an underdog, and maybe maybe seven what, points. What but about, they gave that game to everybody. There's no way that a team just beat Purdue, but they can't beat a team that's not even in the same, nearly the same league as Purdue is. It was a gift. It was there a real gift. Florida Atlantic beat Fairleigh Dickinson. Is that right. Florida? Is that the Miami right, Dolphins? but they didn't cover the spread, Stacy. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Right. Stephen so doesn't know what weekend, he's talking about. Okay, so this weekend it's going to be pretty exciting. I look forward to watching it. We're going to have um, Houston versus Miami, Xavier versus Texas, Arkansas against UConn, Gonzaga against UCLA, Michigan State against Kansas State, Tennessee against Florida Atlantic, Princeton against Creighton and San Diego State against Alabama. And it's pretty unusual for us to see Alabama in basketball uh, in the Sweet 16. Um, you know, we're used to seeing Alabama in football winning everything. They got it going on, Stacy, all the way around. All right. right. They got it going on. Sounds I'm, good. I'm, I'm going to take Alabama and lay the seven and a half on this game. You're going to lay seven, what? Seven and a half points. As opposed to 69. Oh, oh, you're talking about, oh, I, I thought you were, never mind. You know what? Just forget I said anything. Todd, you're we, out. You're uh, behind. We can't. Here. Okay. Yeah, Todd, you're behind a juke. Anyway, let's move on to um, your player you've been talking about. Stephen John Morant. Yeah, uh, John Morant. Oh, I thought him and Stephen always talk about I me. Mean, Stephen and Keith always talk about their favorite Bruce Jenner. It was the one in the 70s winning all the medals. 
So yeah, John ja Morant. They never got. Oh, okay. Go on. John ja Morant, all-star <laughs> point guard, will come off the bench for the first time in his career tonight against the Houston Rockets. A situation he suggested to the Memphis Grizzlies coaching staff as he returned from an eight-game suspension. Um, what do you want to say about that? Uh, Stacy, just my my opinion. <laughs> I think he's such a, a great player, and he's he's if without him they can't go very far. Something's messed up with the uh, angles of the phone. Steven, you're not being. What's happening to your camera? Oh, well, he wanted to show you pictures of uh, Bruce Jenner and Steven Tyler, his favorite. No, I, where are we at? <laughs> where, where, Stacy? Should I just, should I just finish talking, Stacy? Yeah, just well, finish I, talking. I okay. Just, <laughs> well, <laughs> before you finish that, why do you have autographed pictures of Bruce Jenner and um, hey, Steven right. Tyler? That's great. Do you have a crush on both of them? Bruce Jenner was a great athlete at one time. He was. Man, the greatest. Stacy, I, I do believe I do believe that Morant is was just having fun that night, and if anything, he probably thought maybe it would get his street cred up a little bit. He's got enough money just to walk away from everything if he wants to right now. He's not beholden to anybody, and he's also I think another just, that would help him. You know, like oh, I got street cred. Plus, he's the best player on the team. He can rest. So, you know, instead of faking an injury, maybe they said, well, let's let's kill two birds with one stone and have you uh, pretend to hold up a gun that's that's not even real. Like everybody knows it's a lighter and then you maybe you get suspended for a little while. Then you can just rest yourself and come back and win it all, because I think he's our time for our time right now. He reminds me a lot of uh, Jordan. Nobody else is Jordan, but he's got that kind of presence about him. And when he's when he really puts it on like Jordan did, it's hard to stop this guy. So I think he needed a breather, and it's kind of kind of like a story, and it's kind of funny. And you know, most people know it's just a, a big joke. It's, that's all it is. Just uh, to me, it's just a big joke, and he's fine. Okay, I, I think that doesn't make any sense. Run. That doesn't make any sense. I don't. I don't. Why does it make sense? It he wasn't. Says, yeah, a lot of people are saying it wasn't even a real um, gun. He was holding like it like that. So anyway, let's. I, I don't get that, Stephen, but we're going to move on because that sounds a little crazy. Look at the NBA tonight. The Nuggets and the Wizards, they are tied. Can you see that, Stephen? That's your team. No, my, my team is not the Wizards. But oh. I, I hope they do okay. I, I, don't, I don't root against them. Okay. And then you'll see the Warriors versus the Mavericks at 7:30. But it should be they should be playing because it's 7:45. But they must be playing on West Coast time. Um, then the Knicks versus the Heat, two to zero first quarter, which is kind of weird to have two points. How can you have two points? Oh, one basket. Okay. Then the Pacers and the Raptors, seven to five. The Rockets versus the Grizzlies, 8 p.m. The Spurs versus the Bucks, 8 p.m. And I wanted to get to the most how important you, team. How could you say how could they have two points? 
I forgot they only they only You're do two points, but I'm thinking football how could they only, only have no, how could they only have two points? You know, they've been playing they only minutes. scored one touchdown. That's true. They don't score touchdowns, cousin Todd. I was thinking with in all that period of time, it seems to me they should have been able to play or score more than one basket. And then we have the 76ers at the Chicago Bulls, the Hawks at the Timberwolves, the Trailblazers against the Jazz, Utah Jazz, Phoenix Suns against the Lakers, all taking place tonight. Go Sixers, go Sixers, go Sixers. Um, did I miss anything for sports before we move into uh, politics? What were you going to say, Steve, uh, Keith? Nothing. I just said, wow. <laughs> you know, all those games. Yeah, it's a lot of games. Well, Stacy, do you think that Ja came back fast? A lot after faster than maybe somebody else would? I don't think that's fast after an eight-game suspension. Eight-game suspension for uh, having a gun in your hand? Why? I don't understand. Why, why was he suspended? I don't know. I don't know if it's too long or not enough time. I don't know. Because why? he's in a place, he's he in a place Keith, where you can't have a gun. Oh, I see. All right. Well, whatever. They frown on that in that establishment, Keith. Yeah, they sure do. Bunch of idiots. Well, if you're well, not allowed to have a gun, then you're not allowed to have one. So what would make them idiots for I see, I don't, him? But because, I don't think it's a real gun. And I don't think he had a gun because he wanted a gun oh, or needed a gun. Brother. I think he's surrounded there by people who have guns. I think he's well taken care of. And he just, it was something cheap that he did. It was just something he's trying to be funny. He's drunk three o'clock in the morning. Steven, Steven, stop making excuses for bad behavior. Oh, I'm I'm just giving you my opinion. I'm not making an excuse for any behavior. And I don't think it's all that bad. I don't think he, I don't think it was a real gun. If it turned out to be a real gun, then I would think a lot worse of him. But if it's, if it's just a light art, he's just trying to be funny. He's trying to do something on, social media because he's 23 or whatever and that's what the kids do and if somebody else did it they might not get in trouble at all you know and, and a lot of people know oh yeah that's not a gun that's just a lighter and if it turns out to be a gun then then mm, that's it's just not cool if you're in a place that says you can't have it and you're shaking it around it's not cool and if but if it's fake okay. again, it's really not cool either to have it if it's fake but he's just a superstar he's he's these people are, are have got a little bit more leeway. Even you, you sound ridiculous. You're going back. No, he wouldn't have put it. Like he wouldn't have put it on social media if he thought it was something wrong. Like he didn't think he was. He wasn't trying to shoot anybody. He wasn't trying to intimidate anybody. He's just like Whoop. he could have had a little knife, a switchblade, go like right. he used to do in the fifties. I got a switchblade. I don't think he had any malice about him. Do you agree with that? I, I don't yeah, know. I don't, I, right. agree with I don't think he had any malice. I don't uh, know. I don't he was smiling know. like a little kid. He's like, hee, hee, hee. All right. Shoot. Well, speaking, I mean, I don't think that's anything to smile about or to joke about, to wave a gun. Guns hurt and kill people. Uh, I understand how you feel, Stacey, 100%. If you look at C- this article by CNN.com, um, a student uh, shot and this is search underway for student who shot two staff members at Denver High School. A male student shot and wounded two faculty members at a Denver High School today. 
and then fled the scene, spurring a citywide search for his whereabouts, according to city officials. A few hours after the shooting, Denver Police Department tweeted a photo of the suspect and identified him as Austin Lyle, 17. He was connected to a 2005 red Volvo with a Colorado, Colorado license plate. He's wanted for attempted homicide. This happened at about 9.50 a.m. Denver time. Police and medical responders arrived on the scene very quickly to find two adult men with gunshot wounds. One faculty member is in stable condition. The other is in critical condition. The student suspected in the shooting was under a school safety plan. And I'm going to ask Keith in a minute to explain what that was. He was under a school safety plan in which he was patted down each day. And during Wednesday's, today's Wednesday search today, a handgun was retrieved and several shots were fired in an office area in the front of the school away from other students and staff. Keith, what is a safety plan that students may have in schools? Uh, well, it's just a safety plan. You know, when they come to school, we check their backpacks, or I we used to. Uh, they check their backpacks, uh, but they don't search their person. Uh, they don't search their body. They just do a backpack check. And that's basically it. Sometimes they have the wand, the metal detector. They'll wave that. And then they have, well, that's it. That's really it. And the, uh, the administrator is supposed to be, the principal is supposed to be there on site and, you know, the one who does it. Uh, the only people allowed to do the search uh, in the presence of the uh, administrator would be um, the security or the supervisors, you know, supervisors. So, so obviously that has happened before for you where you have been present during a pat down search of a student. If a yeah. student, while you were present, if a student had a broad, you had a discovered a gun and he just started shooting you, wouldn't you, wouldn't it would seem to me that you would have, when you discovered the gun, taken it away from him so he couldn't shoot anyone. Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't know. I don't quite know the details of that. That doesn't make sense. Uh, what do you, I mean, they discovered the gun and he, pulled back and then just took a shot at him or i mean uh, that i don't that what happened todd i don't know and they didn't describe it in detail i no. can imagine that he was hiding the gun and they were patting him down and he didn't want them to discover it so he shot them um they now this particular boy was patted down every day mm. uh I don't know why that was. If he was he under was... a special, remember they said he was under a special uh, safety plan. So that means right, maybe but... at the time he was a threat. If you look at the screen, you can see the students suspected, they knew who he was. The right. students suspected in the shooting was under a school safety plan in which he was padded down each day. Nope. Right. So nope. my point is this. Why was he... Uh, such a threat what was he doing or saying that made him such a threat and if that's the case if he's that big of a threat why is he still in school thank you Shouldn't he then be expelled? right on Todd all right Todd. wait a minute now that is an extreme case for an extreme child we know we I'm agree not saying with you. every problem child should be expelled we, no we agree with I'm, you on this child you're right Todd that's right Stephen 
Uh, okay, I retract everything I just said. <laughs> now, um, but the but really the uh, he must have been a danger for them to. First of all, I, I want to know the background of why he was singled out to be searched every day. Was he threatening people? Was he? I I, I don't. We don't have the uh, backstory to that. But for him, we don't. Pat it down every day. There's something the there, Todd. Yeah, right. where's his parents and all right. that? Right. Yeah, exactly. Does it say it in the article, Stacy? I didn't. No. Okay. No. Well. You know, it's and just, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not just terrible how this continues to happen over and over again. Where did he get this gun? How, hey, Todd, how's a six-year-old go in there and shoot a teacher and nobody can get a gun away from a six-year-old? They want to get a gun away from this guy? They can't even get away from a six-year-old. What is no, going no. on I, in this I, world? That's, that's not what I was talking about. Where did he... I, but uh, I understand. You said, but Stacy said that they could have went in and grabbed the gun from him, right, Stacey? But somebody no, I was done asking that Keith, I was asking Keith, when you're searching and patting someone down, Keith, don't what would you do if you detected and found during your your pat down and search? Take it. Well, we take it. Yeah, I would take it. So I then how can you take it and he's gonna shoot at you? Well, I would take it by force. I would uh, you know, use the techniques that I, I know a, a gun disarm technique. I would do my best to take it. Hopefully, uh, I would be successful. Hopefully. I would. That's what so, I you asked. Speaking, yeah. speaking of, of, of students in schools with guns, this picture is of the uh, Virginia teacher, as you can see. Oh, it's out there. Shot and wounded. Can you see this? Yeah. You know where that is, Stephen? Yes. Oh, Newport okay. News. She was shot and wounded by yeah, her six year old student. And said it has changed her life, and she has vivid memories and nightmares about that day. She said, "I will, I just will never forget the look on his face that he gave me while he pointed the gun directly at me." Abby Schwerner said, "She said it changed me. It's changed my life." She said she's still in shock and she can't make sense of it. She said, "I'm not sure when the shock will ever go away because of just how surreal it was." And the vivid memories I have of that day, I think about it daily. Sometimes I have nightmares. This is the first time she spoke since the January 6th shooting. She's had a challenging recovery. She's had four surgeries, and some days she can't get up out of bed. Other days she can go about her day. For going through what I've gone through, I try to stay positive, you know, try to have a positive outlook on life, what's happened and where my future's headed. She should. Um, now, so she was hospitalized, just a minute, and then I'll let you comment, Keith. She yeah. was hospitalized for nearly two weeks after being shot in the chest and left hand as she taught her class at Richneck Elementary School in Newport News, Virginia. In the moments after she was shot, she said the other first graders in her class were screaming. She said she was terrified. But her concern centered on the children. I just want to get the babies out of there. I didn't, I, I think they knew as well as they had as well that they had to get out of there. But they were extremely frightened and screaming. She said, what happened next is still kind of a blur. She knew she needed help. The fire alarm had gone off, heightening her awareness that she'd been shot. 
She had trouble breathing and her vision failed. She went to the office and passed out. I thought I had died. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Keith, what did you want to say? Well, I um, the details of it, uh, How? what was the, di I don't suppose they uh, uh, said the distance of the kid child. Was he uh, on the other side of the room? Did he take it out of his backpack or out of his pocket? Where did he get this gun from all of a sudden? A he brought the gun to school. And I don't know. From home. From home. And I don't know if you all remember me saying this when it happened on January 6th, but I said, there's no way in the world he stayed in school all day as a six-year-old, yeah. first grader, stayed in school all day, had a gun in his backpack, and no one knew about it. That's not what six-year-olds do. Six-year-olds believe in show and tell. Wow. Six, they're six years no, old. We'll no, come no. to find out other teachers did know. I knew he had to tell someone. There's no way in the world a six-year-old can keep that type of secret. So let's 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 look back at this article, and then um, Stephen, you can comment. It says Zerner Zerner didn't know at the time, but her lung had collapsed, and the bullet could have killed her. She likely survived because she put up her hands. She said the initial gunshot went through my left hand and ruptured the middle bone as well as the index finger and the thumb. It went into my chest up here where it actually still remains. So I have the scar here and I still have some bullet fragments up there. At the what? hospital, she called her mother for the first time. She lives with her twin sister who's taken care of her since she returned home. You know, that, um, that child should be taken away from the parents then, I guess. You know, the uh, children's services. The parents are, are responsible. For not are you saying that other people knew this kid had a gun? Okay, let me finish. Let me Now look at this. It says, the boy had fired his mother's gun, which police said was legally purchased. An attorney for the boy's family has said that the firearm was secured on a closet shelf and had a lock on it. Well, how do you something's, really weird, something's really weird about this whole thing. How does yeah. a six-year-old get a gun? Asked, what would how does a six-year-old get a gun? How does he have it in the school? How do people know he has it and they search him and they can't find his gun? None of this makes any sense. This is like a Huckleberry Finn book or something. It makes no <laughs> sense at all. It's this is fiction. How did he get the lock off, Stephen? Did he? How did he get the lock off? This some some. This is a like a Hollywood story. This is made up. I don't even. I can't conceive of a six year old shooting his teacher. And like he said, where was he? All the way across the room. Is it good okay, shot? So he you're saying he was four? Are you saying this no, didn't I'm happen? Just, no, I'm not saying anything. One hundred percent. I'm just saying none of this makes sense. And if it makes okay. sense to you, then you make no sense to me. All right. Now li listen, listen. This is how Donald Trump supporters get these conspiracy yep, theories. Yeah, everything's going. Donald Trump. That's what you and Marjorie Taylor Greene think. So Marjorie Taylor Greene didn't believe in the Sandy Hook shootings. She I'm not saying I don't believe in shootings. I'm saying something is really bizarre. A Sandy Hook shooting was teenagers shooting yeah. kids. Okay. This is a six-year-old shooting his okay. teacher. 
All right. This is something out of a Stephen King novel okay. that he never All got right. published because it. people thought it was too absurd. Okay, now you have to stop talking so you don't sound so <laughs> stupid. No, I don't yeah. sound stupid. Go you ahead. Absolutely so, okay, wait, let me stop you all there. Look at this article. It says, Wait, wait Stacey, you can't. And this is what uh, Aguna talks about. You just allowed him to say something stupid. And then it's you not just stupid. Right on, instead you, of saying, you think this is perfectly normal? Instead of saying to him, Stephen, yes. that happened. This is why the news reports. Right, it can't can happen. They're saying it happened. Up, it probably happened. Up. How does this happen? How does a six-year-old oh shoot a teacher? Can you stop talking? <laughs> no. no. The, I know. I know it's hard for you, but they have. You talk as much as that. I do. So the woman was shot. In a she different dialect. Dream it. She didn't make it up. She was shot. Right. Okay. Stupid. That's a given. I, 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 what I'm, I'm saying. I know, but I'm saying, how can this happen? Is my point. How can this happen in school? Okay, Stephen, you gotta let him finish. Right, but he's miss. He's missing my point. No, he's you answering it the way he chooses to answer it. Go my ahead, point Stephen. is, how can this happen? It's Stephen. real. She was shot. There's a little kid. How can this Stephen. happen? Stephen, so you gotta right. stop talking. No, I'm stopped. Go ahead and say, how does this happen? Steven. Go ahead. If this weren't so dangerous, it would be funny. You, I, you have this Republican brain. This is the new Republican brain. It happened, period. It happened. How were you born? That happened. How, I don't understand how you were born. I just don't understand. It happened. Okay, I know what happened. I'm okay, saying, how did so it happen? By a little boy taking out a gun and shooting his teacher. How That's did it. that happen? How oh did my he get gosh. the off? How did he get the gun? How did he stay at school all day? How did he shoot his teacher? It's inconceivable. If you don't see that, then it's your problem, not me. Okay. Okay. How did this happen that a little boy okay, Steven, can Steven, you shoot his teacher? You've made your point, but now you've got to stop over talking. And over All right, go ahead, Todd. I thought, he, I thought he was done. I thought he was humiliated. No, you of interrupted him. Of course you did. So anyway, the little boy got the gun from his mother and brought it to school, and he has been threatening to shoot other people. How does that, how does a little boy threaten to kill? Well, oh, stop did. it, Aguna. Stop egging him on, Aguna. Just make your point. He's <laughs> not so, egging me on. So the little boy did that, and um, that gun belonged to his mother. And wow. so that's what happened, and here we are. And this should tell, instead of saying, how could this happen? You should say, people should be more responsible with their weapons, and you should not allow them to just be out in a drawer or on a table they should locked. be locked up. And so it you was are responsible. Up. You are responsible for a six-year-old child being able to get your gun and take it to school and use it. It, it, was, it was locked so, up. The gun was locked. Uh, Steven, you've got to stop. I know you made your point, but you can't keep talking. You can't keep But I can't tell him, him when he's saying Stacey that I the gun care. was out. I don't care. Stop talking. I'm not talking over anybody. Why are you yelling? Okay. Because you were. 
I'm not. All right, go on I with the show. You, I, I said, Stephen, please stop talking so he can finish. His he had point. finished talking, so I was no, saying, he hey, did not. it he was did locked. Not. He did not. I don't care if it was wrong. He thinks you're wrong, but he lets I you I didn't talk. say anything was wrong. I'm saying we can have a conversation, Stacey, without you losing your mind. And we, we, can can we can talk. We can talk to Stephen. each other. I'm not trying and to talk to everybody. I'm trying to communicate with somebody, Stacey. We can have a you conversation don't have to yell at people. you constantly interrupting people. I didn't interrupt anybody. I'm having a conversation like I am with you right now. You don't even understand how to have a conversation. Yes, I do. I I'm not interrupting talking. anybody. I'm interrupting you right now. But when he stops talking, then I start talking. And I can say, oh, look, Todd, this is where you're wrong. And then he can say, I'm not wrong. And then we can have a dialogue. That no, look up dialogue, Stacy. You just want to yell at me and tell me I'm talking over somebody, and I'm it's not. It's not going to work that way. It's not. Gonna no, work. it's not going to work that way because something's really wrong here. Really, really wrong here, Stacy. We're just having a conversation. Nobody's mad. Nobody's yelling. Nobody's upset. Nobody's yelling, but you, Stacy. Like Nas. Sounds like Nas is coming in. That is not. So back to this article I have on AP. It says authorities in the Virginia city, authorities in the Virginia city where a six-year-old shot and wounded his teacher will not seek criminal charges against the child in a decision that was anticipated by legal experts. Newport News police said have said that the boy used his mother's nine millimeter handgun in the January 6th shooting at Richneck Elementary School. A lawyer for the child's mother has previously stated that the weapon, which was legally purchased, was secured on a high closet shelf and had a lock on it. It doesn't say that it was locked. It says it had a lock on it. Oh, okay. Well, MB yeah. The when we were told about this story, when we were told tonight, wait a minute, we were told, told that it was in a locked box. That the prospect that a six-year-old can stand trial is problematic because he wouldn't have the competency to understand the legal system and what a charge means. They are still considering to if they're going to uh, any adults will be held criminally accountable. We've got Nas on Nas. Do you want to speak to um, what that means for the legal system and what that means for that teacher suing her administration of her school? Because she says they knew that child had a gun all day. They just couldn't believe a six-year-old would really bring it. They had heard it because I know six-year-olds do show and tell. That's what they do. That's what, what he do? can understand. Then so why he they showed it and other people knew it. And guess what? The adults didn't believe it until she got shot. Nas. I think we got this one right. Like, if we go back to the recording uh, from that, the day uh, we talked about this, I think we got this one right. I think the majority of us said, okay, six-year-old can't stand trial, of course. You can't actually charge a six-year-old. There's going to be something that happens with the parents. And, of course, the, we said if the teacher survives, of course, yeah, the lawsuit's going to be crazy. And... Her lo her lawyer is gonna write a number down, and uh, sorry, y'all just gonna have to pay that number. Cause good luck having a fight with the teacher who was shot by a six year old public. Like you're not gonna win that fight. So yeah, back to Brink's truck up, cut the check. 
but, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen because when I saw the interview, the lawyer said they had not heard back from the administration. They had not heard back from the school board of education. And at that time, they did not entertain their, their, the teacher's lawsuit. Okay, Stacey, think about... I, I mean, the, what you're the, saying is right, but they're not, they're not responding. Let me say this. Think about the trail of events to where they wouldn't be liable. Think about how many things they would have to get right that could have stopped this to where they wouldn't be liable. Think about how much they'd have to be perfect that day. And this just was some kind of black swan event that happened. No, there were mis there was a lot of mistakes made, and it's not going it's not going to hold up well. I, I, they're getting the money, Stacey. I'm telling you, ain't no way you beat that lawyer has aces. They ain't beating that hand. So I I want you to see this article. I'm going to share this. This is an AP article. It says a six the same six year old Virginia boy who shot and wounded his first grade teacher constantly cursed at staff and teachers tried to whip students with his belt, and once choked another teacher until she couldn't breathe. What? Nope. A six-year-old? You got to be this kidding. This is what it says right here. This is an AP report. You I'm not making it up. You got Even. No, I mean, if that's true, then that's just like the other guy that shouldn't be in school because he's got so many problems, then this kid shouldn't be in school. That should be an alternative school for people like this. Even if he's actually hurt somebody and he's always threatening and hitting people, and all, he's, he has to do something. If he doesn't have good parents or something, maybe you think you can get him an ROTC for little kids or something. I don't know. Or for whatever, because these people don't need to be in school with people who are not going to be violent and be horrible to each other. If he's that much of a problem and he's already hurt a teacher, then he needs to go. He needs to be somewhere out of this environment. How difficult is it to restrain a six-year-old? Come on. He must be a pretty big kid. <laughs> I don't know, Keith. That's a, that's, I don't know. So Nothing, me, none of me, this makes sense. I will stand by that. None of this makes sense. Yeah. I don't well, know what me, it is. Let me, let me read this article. This is an AP article, too. It says, two days before the shooting, the same six-year-old slammed Zwerner's cell phone and broke it. He was given a one-day suspension. But when he returned to her class the following day, he pulled the nine millimeter handgun out of his pocket and shot her while she sat at a reading table. In his pocket, too. Man, that kid is so out of here. I would put, uh, you know, I don't care if he is six year old, six years old. Is his first name Billy? He's the new Billy the Kid. <laughs> hey, All right. let me tell you. So the choking incident, the choking incident by that same six year old is described in the notice was confirmed by the teacher. She said that in 2021, and this is 2023, mm -hmm. the boy came up behind her. She sat in a chair in the front of the class, locked his forearms in front of her neck and pulled back and down hard. Well, you know what? Hey, the teaching assistant pulled the boy off of her. I'll tell you one thing. He said, wait a minute, she first reported the incident to school administrators, but did not receive the kind of supportive response she had hoped for them. She said, I didn't feel safe for the rest of the year because I knew if they didn't protect me when he choked me and I couldn't breathe, then they wouldn't right. protect me, my kids or my colleagues if he did something not as harmful. Yeah, the school needs to be sued. The school needs to be sued. So, well, uh, going boat shopping. That's, that's a done deal. But the question again, 
when you have this preponderance of guns all over the country and all of these people who claim to be Second Amendment advocates tell us how they're so responsible with their guns and gun safety and everything else, but we have incidents like this which show that is not the case. So there's your danger. There's your imminent threat that's been going on. We had a school shooting today where a kid was sent home uh, uh, the other week and he searched every day because he had- Yeah, we just said that. Things before, so- yeah. Yeah, we just started with that. We said he was on a school safety plan. I missed all that. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was on a school safety. No, no, no. I'm just telling you, he was on a school safety plan where he had to get searched. And we asked Keith, why didn't Keith take the gun away from him or someone in that position? Yeah, let me just say this. Why did Keith allow the search as a constitutional conservative? Why would you allow unlawful search? No, that was not unlawful. It's not unlawful, but I want to say this, so I do want to say this. <laughs> I agree with Nas. I have to agree with you, Nas, on some of that. But here's where we differ, and I know you don't agree with me on this, but I would say train the kids. If the kids are properly trained on how to use it. and, and the, <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> after you train them, no, mm -hmm. let them know, and this is through training. Everybody learns this. Everybody learns to shoot a gun. They know the dangers and also... The instructor would not hesitate to shoot that person if they got out of control. So the instructor has a handgun, just like the other person has a handgun learning. If you get out of line, then you get shot. And that would be that would be a justifiable self-defense shooting because it is an imminent threat to the victim. And that boy was it an imminent threat to the teacher and the students. If someone were in there and they had shot that boy, I would say, unfortunately, that would be justified. Okay, but so they would probably still go to jail for shooting a little kid, no matter what the kid was doing. Most so likely. look at this article. It, would it be says, the same AP article says, a detailed timeline describes how Zerner, the teacher, three other teachers, and a guidance counselor were involved in airing concerns about the child possibly having a gun. The assistant principal, Ebony Parker, they said if the assistant principal, Ebony Parker, had acted on the information she was provided, then the shooting of Ms. Warner would not have happened. See, Stephen, you were Warner right. went to former assistant principal. That means she obviously, they maybe they knew she knew and they fired her, but they say former assistant principal Parker's office at about 11.15 a.m., to advise her that the shooter seemed more off than usual and was in a violent mood. It uh -huh. also says the boy had threatened to beat up a kindergarten student and angrily stared down the school security officer in the lunchroom. There you and go. And at 11.45 a.m., another teacher learned that the boy had told students he had a gun in his backpack. See Didn't that? I tell you six-year-olds know about show and tell? That's he right. couldn't have gone in that school all day that's and not have told someone. That's it right. says 1145, another teacher learned that the boy had told students he had a gun in his pack backpack. School. The teacher no, searched you're right. the wait, the teacher searched the backpack at about 1230 and found no gun. Because about then he put it in his pocket. Remember no. the teacher who got shot said he took it out of his pocket? He should have been searched. And the see, same that would... teacher was made aware that the shooter had taken something out of his backpack right before she searched his backpack. And the shooter put it in the pocket of his hoodie before going out to recess. 
Yeah. Then see. the teacher raised concerns to the former assistant principal again. The, said the student had small pockets, insinuating that he could not possibly have. The, the assistant principal said the student had small pockets and said he could not possibly have a gun on his person. Yeah, they said the assistant principal should have called the police instead. She did not follow proper protocol and chose to do absolutely nothing. Cousin Todd. Okay. I mean, Keith, let's start with Keith and Cousin Todd. Yeah, I'm going to say that the, the nine millimeters is kind of big uh, for a little pocket like that for a child with hands that are small. Uh, nine millimeters, uh, you know, that's a big gun. That's a big handgun, number one. And number two, he should have been searched immediately. His person should have been searched uh, if they had already suspected that. So that would have been a reasonable search. Uh, it would have been reasonable because of uh, a, suspe a suspected uh, carrying of a gun. So illegally. So, yeah, that should have been done. So the, they ought to be sued. Nas was right about that, that the school, uh, they're going to have to give up something, some money. Cousin Todd. Well, uh, I'm sure this little boy was white. And when you're white, Here we go with they that. don't treat you the way you would be treated if you were black. Because if he were black, they would have strip searched that little boy so fast your head would have spun. Speculation. But, uh, <clears throat> and he was a problem child anyway. And when he told that he had a gun, his parents should have been called up to the school and he should have been dealt with. But instead, uh, you had these other white people saying, oh, no, it's impossible. I can't believe that. Yeah. And so here you are. Um, again, but he should not have had access to that gun, like I keep saying. Um, the parent is to blame. Okay, Stephen, I'm going to read this and you can respond. It says the third and fourth teachers conferred again. The teacher called the school's office, shared what she knew with the fourth teacher because he came back from recess and one of the kids said, hey, he showed me a gun during recess. Oh, the teacher called the school's office, said what she knew. The fourth teacher said the information to the vice principal, who is no longer the vice principal who said she was aware of the threat and that the student's backpack had been searched. The third and fourth teachers conferred again, and the fourth teacher returned to the assistant principal's office again, where a guidance counselor was raising similar concerns about the student having a gun. The guidance counselor asked if he could search the child for a weapon, to which the assistant principal said no, because the child's mother was arriving soon to pick him up. Then 45 minutes later, his teacher was shot in her left hand and upper chest. I guess these people were too scared to search the kid's person to pat him down, or maybe they're too ignorant. Maybe teachers shouldn't be patting. I don't know what's wrong with these people. We checked his backpack, and he didn't have a gun, but everybody keeps telling us he has a gun. Like you've been saying, Stacy, it's show and tell. This kid has a gun. This kid has a gun. Why don't we search his pockets or maybe he's got it stuck down in his underwear? We don't know. Maybe we got to do Maybe put a little search. Up. No, you can't search any kids. Are you crazy? He's six years old. Don't put your hands on him. I don't know. Call the cops. Hold him somewhere in a room and, and let uh, uh, somebody, I don't know, uh, 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 the captain of police search him. I don't know. But if people knew and they did nothing about it, then they are all so guilty. 
If kids said we saw a gun, then they saw a gun. You got to take it seriously. If 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 if, if, if there's two adults here that know it, oh. nobody's doing anything. They this is this should be a huge lawsuit, and it's no, a shame. It's a shame because this never should have happened. Because responsible people in the school, they're probably too worried about the next time they're going to have somebody in the school that shouldn't be in the school. They they want to do something that's like teach a certain mm. way. I don't know what it is, but they're not trying to keep anybody safe in these schools. If people say they have a gun, take it seriously and pat the kid down and see if he has a gun. Don't they look to his backpack? That's great. That's 50 percent. But he has a person. Search his person. I don't understand why they didn't do it. Then none of this still I will say it for the hundredth time. None of this makes any sense. And it was it was criminal the way it got to got to do something so criminal. And it's so sad for him. He's got to live with the rest of his life. The woman does. It's sad for her. It's sad for everyone involved, but it never should have happened because it's not sad for the people who were in charge who, who did not even do a, a little tiny bit of whatever job that normal people do right. when it, when it so, comes to a kid. So, Stephen, you see, you see how, wait a minute, happen. Todd. Todd, wait a minute. Stephen, see how that worked? No one interrupted you. Whether they mm -hmm. agreed with what you had to say or not, no one said a word. They let right. you talk uninterrupted. They didn't have a comment. They didn't say what you were saying was wrong. You know, you know why, Stacey? Anything. No, stop. Just stop. Stacey, just stop. you know why? Just stop. Because my point no, was so distinct. Because my stop. point was so just distinct. Stop. Just stop. Just stop. It has <laughs> nothing to do with your point. It has to do with the fact that you need to learn manners, just like everyone else has I manners. <laughs> yes, you, you do. Stacey, you're That's rude. You, you need to know you need to know how you you have a dialogue. Look it up. You don't just have one person talk. If I, if he stops and I want to say something, then I stop and he says something. That's a dialogue. That's not talking over somebody, Stacey. You're conflating the two. That's a you. <laughs> problem, you know why? Wait a minute. You know why I'm not conflating the two? I'll tell you why I'm not conflating the two. You are because this is a freaking show. <laughs> it's not a conversation <laughs> that you have with friends. Hey. Well, isn't a show good if you do have a conversation with people? There goes Nas. Typical little tantrum. Can I add one more thing? It's her tantrum, not mine. I got you. <laughs> just, just think about the circumstances we're talking about. To expect a school to actually act in a way to stop this, like this is a black swan, one in a billion event, and for everything to go wrong, everything just had to line up the right way. And, and terribly. Right. so you're right. They all had to be white. To the school to be able to stop something like this? No, it's not. Are they still liable? Yes, they're still going to be liable. But ultimately, what it, what it comes down to is again our issues with guns and our inability to. Make sure that the people who have access to guns are qualified and should should have access to those guns. But look, you, you drop uh, think think about every elementary school you know or middle school you know. If you put this same scenario there, like the, the chances of stopping it are really really small. Anybody who's worked in the school understands the 
Like it's it's like herding cats when you're dealing with little kids. Uh, you just got this report in that this kid may have a gun. Okay, so we're gonna send Mr. Johnson up there to check his backpack. Uh, such and such just broke his nose, and he's in the nurse's office. He's crying. Uh, the other teacher, uh, we got some kids who are sick. They're coughing everywhere. Somebody just threw up in all like the things that happen in the school. Right. Like I this understand. is almost impossible to, to well, really like. I don't know what we would expect from them. But uh, go ahead, cousin. Tom, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I have personal experience with that, the gun thing. When there's a gun, that takes precedence over the throw up, over the writing on the chalkboard, over the fight, over the... There was a gun. And again, if that child was black, believe me when I tell you... Speculation. They would have strip searched him, body cavity searched him, Speculation. They would have found out whether or not he had a gun. Speculation. But and this was a problem child anyway. So um that should have been taken care of. And that little silly vice principal had no business. Todd, with that whose name is Todd, this this the person you called a silly vice principal. Her mm -hmm. name is Ebony Parker. Yeah, she's silly. What you what you trying to say, Stacey? Todd is trying to make this a racial thing. No, the assistant principal is probably African American. Pro you said probably based on a name. Can we stop interrupting Todd and let him talk? Oh, listen at this. Oh, listen at this. He's trying to come for you. No, Stacy interrupted you. Stop interrupting, Stacy. <laughs> listen at him. Get a life, Stephen. Get a life. Right. Yeah, get a life. Right. Life. Okay. So right. on my screen, you see the Protect Education Rally it took place March 13th out of outside the Gilliard Center for Performing Arts in South Carolina. They're all based in a particular plan. Um, it took place before the Board of Trustees met to discuss issues such as increasing wages and compensations for teachers. Now they say they're all based in a particular brand of religious identities that sociologists are calling white Christian nationalism. Uh, progressive activist and psychologist Bonnie Cleveland awed at the rally. In schools, white Christian nationalists are targeting social emotional learning, sex education, black history, and LGBTQ students. Um, they say that this um, manager of this low country up is good political action committee spoke at the rally where demonstrators were seen with signs, including one that said white Christian nationalism oppresses sexuality, gender, women, and racial minorities. Now, this is a concern, cousin Todd, that, or Keith, that includes racist, um, race, includes race, sex or gender and sexual uh, preference. This is the type of thing, Keith, if you can see the article by Fox News, that uh, is a problem. Uh -huh. Board members were sued for religious discrimination after barring student teachers from the Christian university. Um, what do you say to that? Before well, first of, all, first of all, uh, whenever I hear the word 
Christians, whenever I hear that Christians are persecuted or are attacking, um, uh, you know, as you said, you read there, the Christians were attacking uh, uh, black history or, 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 you know, history, African-American history or what have you. That is, um, Ill, that is not true. Let me just say it's not true because what, what they are talking about, what that really means is woke, progressive black history, which is based on Marxism and uh, C CRT, which is critical race theory and all of that stuff about diversity. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm black and I, therefore I need a, I need, um, you know, a one up on somebody else. No, that is what they are attacking. And I, I welcome that attack. I am black and I attack it too, because that is not according to our founding principles. It's, it's totally diametrically opposed to our declaration principle that all men are created equal and that God is the creator, which they acknowledge. And he is the giver of rights and life and establishment of government to protect those rights. And all blacks are under that same authority, under, under that same um, say authority that they have the right to be protected, to be protected by government only as they are pursuing their happiness. They have the right. And nobody is attacking that but the left. The left on the, uh, on the other side is the one who is oppressing uh, success and capitalism and free markets. So okay. that is what, that's what's happening to blacks. And yet they're blaming it on a conservative Christian worldview. That's not true. Anybody wanna address that? Yeah, so when we get to the beginning of private schools in America, it's based on the idea of Brown versus Board, uh, the idea that schools would no longer be segregated, and immediately the response from especially white Christians was to come up with these different private entities. They created these different schools for the purpose of keeping segregation going, So, which is why the country is still as segregated as it is when it comes to schools. Uh, Keith's point, I'm, I'm not even going to address that. He could use the woke CRT argument on any topic that you bring up. He's going to say those things, so it doesn't really matter. Let me just speak to you know what you're actually bringing up, which is there's a case in Michigan where two people, a, a husband and a wife, are teaching their child, homeschooling their child, and they're teaching him Nazi propaganda. But there's no constitutional way to stop them from doing that. So they're going to be able to do it. And with this huge homeschooling boom that we're having, where everybody, well, a lot of people on the right are anti-institution and they're against all things that are American-made that are the basis of American society going forward. They want to opt out of these things. Now, the problem is a lot of people aren't qualified to homeschool and they're going to do a really bad job of it. And then the other part is the socialization of that child. Uh, I don't know if you've been around a lot of people who get homeschooled. There are some who are well-adjusted, but there are others who never have the, you know, the, the, that growing up experience of meeting your peers, uh, understanding how to deal with a bully, uh, the pressure of having homework due, uh, the pressure of, you know, you like a girl in your class. How do you, like all of the different things that you kind of figure out as a child amongst your peers and you know, socialize yourself to become a normal human being. And this is how you meet some kids who are always online and they're extremely awkward, not really good at looking people in the eye or, or handshake or 
problems or just being normal amongst people because they have to stay in their phone uh, because they become so, you know, anti-social because of the way that they were brought up. So this homeschooling boom is going to be a problem. And the Christian nationalist wing of this, and we've seen a lot of this within Trump with the Proud Boys and all these other people, they didn't just disappear. They're raising their children and teaching them all the racist nonsense they were taught. So, yeah, this is a problem. I'm all for homeschool. Hallelujah. Okay. All so, right. Cousin Todd. Uh, to go back. Um, go back to what? I, can I get there? To no, what, because it depends. We don't have much time is, for you to go back. To go back to what Keith was saying about uh, this, these Christian values. Okay. We yes. broke away from Europe for that reason. Yes. See, they were all Catholics, and you had to be Catholic. And so they said they didn't want to uh, practice Catholicism. They want to be able to practice any religion they want. Yes. So to come here and then double down on that is ridiculous. And DeSantis is simply being racist because this woke thing, and I wanted to find out from you, what does woke mean? What is the definition? Woke has to do with uh, the idea has that, to do equity, with. that equity means uh, doesn't mean what it used to mean, which is uh, fairness. Fairness meaning all men are created equal, therefore ought to be treated equally, the same. But they don't treat people the same. They that's treat not what woke means. Okay, I'm well, moving on. You, you didn't give me the definition. Well, let, me, let me show you a definition of what woke means since he brought it up. That's a liberal um, definition. That's what, the progressive. What does it mean? Wikipedia says within the decade of the 2010s, the word woke, the colloquial passively voiced past participle, participle of wake, obtain the meaning politically and socially aware among Black Lives Matter activists. <laughs> Yeah, that's the progressive uh, definition. I, I know you didn't laugh yeah. after that terrible uh, attempt to give a definition <laughs> that you just made a minute ago. I but made it. I made it a course, very reasonable. Woke is, of course, just a new way of saying conscious. Uh, I, I'm a kid who grew up in the '90s, and we presented it as conscious. Are you conscious, yeah. brothers? Meaning understood what was that's going right. on. That's right. Not and exactly aware of the conditions of the place that you live in. That, that's yeah. all it that's, was. That's all it was. It's, started saying woke online and before you know it because typically like to take words that's and right them, you deny it like critical race theory for everything they don't like so anything that's they don't right. like is woke. that's woke that's woke, that's woke. or critical race theory we went, we went from political correctness in the 90s to woke now this is right. their catch-all for anything they don't like they will say it amongst any argument as you heard keith attempt to do when she asked him about absolutely school. but you now, deny let me law. You deny the laws of nature. You deny okay. reality. Okay. You and Tom. I want to that you can read. You deny <laughs> I, want to, I want to move on to DeSantis and uh, how these people are trying to they're really racist. This isn't DeSantis, but we can, move, we can move on to it. This was in South Carolina, but go ahead. I'll, I'll bring in DeSantis. Well, this, they're all doing this. The Republicans want to um, ban any black studies. Now, I asked Stephen and Keith, if they learned about Harriet Tubman when they were in school and Martin Luther King, they said yes. So now, all of a sudden, it's called critical race theory or wokeness. 
And when it's just learning history, this case, particularly black history. Now, DeSantis wants to ban it. Uh, this is the place where woke goes to die, he said, but he's not banning European history and studies. He's not banning Chinese culture and language. He's not banning French culture and language. He's not banning German culture and language. He's not banning Italian language and culture. He's not banning Japanese language and culture. He's not banning Spanish language and culture. Just Blacks. So it says here, and I don't know, Stephen, I don't know if he left us or what, but he, he's no longer on here, and I did, I did not remove him. Uh, it says here, DeSantis's anti-woke law remains blocked in Florida colleges. U.S. District Judge Mark Walker determined that anti-woke law is positively dystopian. Um, Florida remains unable to enforce the stop-woke law touted by Governor Ron DeSantis in light of a federal appeals court ruling last Thursday that keeps the policies on hold for colleges and universities. The 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals denied a request from the DeSantis administration and higher education officials to block an injunction that determined the law restricting how race can be taught in schools was unconstitutional, ensuring that state officials are barred from carrying out the measure for now. While the groups that challenged the state are claiming victory over the ruling, DeSantis officials say the state will ultimately prevail once the case is heard. Keith, um, what is your comment on, on that? Well, I say this, this is my way. Though, If I were governor, this is just what I would do. I know it's not what Nas would agree with, but I'm gonna say it this way. If it were me, I would not ban, I would not, I said I would not ban woke uh, education or, you know, let's just say African-American studies. I would say teach the positive and the negative side, both. Teach both of that. Let every idea come into the discussion just as we try to do here, okay? I would say, let you know, let my view come in. Let Keith Hardeen come in and speak and talk about uh, what he knows about African-American history. And let Todd come in and speak about what he knows about African-American history. Let Nas come in and speak about what he knows about African-American history. So let's have a showdown and <laughs> let's talk about it. All of these different uh, aspects. And if uh, some contradict others, well, let the student figure out what they want to believe. That's what I think free speech is all about. It really is. And that's what equality is all about. That's what fairness is all about. Let the individual decide what they want okay. to believe, what they Nas, want to uh, go with. Nas, the, this political yeah, offer, man. this way, this political um, article says professors must be able to discuss subjects like race and gender without hesitation or fear of a state reprisal. Go ahead. Well, I'm glad Keith at least admitted that he doesn't support this because that would be the ultimate case of big government. When you decide you want state governments to come in and disrupt and change the curriculum, it's a terrible idea. Uh, the idea that me, Keith, and Stephen, and whoever else uh, should be able to go to a college and talk about history. No, we should not. We're not qualified. I should not be a speaker at a college. I'm not qualified to speak as a historian at a college. There are people with degrees who spent their whole lives on that one topic 
who should be speaking there. Now, when students want to invite somebody who most of the student body are not going to want to hear and the students show up and boo that person, that's free speech as well. That's going to happen. If you go to the University of Chicago, you can bring in any right-wing Republican you want, and that person is going to be cheered, and he's going to have a lot of fans there. to sell a lot of books on that tour. But if you go to Berkeley, California, guess what? That person is not going to be very popular and not probably going to be invited much. But this has nothing to do with curriculum. This is DeSantis playing exactly. to the cheap seats, the stupid people who can't understand yes. that woke and CRT are being used again as a dog whistle to yes. constantly parade them around different issues, but never get to issues that actually affect them. So it's just running the con. He's going to lose eventually. But think about what this does for your schools. So how many bright minds will decide I'm not going to go to school in Florida or how many homegrown Florida students say I'm going to go to school out of state. I don't want to be connected to this. I don't want my school accreditation possibly having some problems later on down the line. So ultimately this dude is again hurting his own state, playing to the cheap seats, the unwashed and two tooth of uh, people of rural Florida and People like Keith are gullible enough to always fall for it. So why right. not keep playing that song and dance? So, and, and do y'all know that DeSantis worked at Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay and oversaw torture? Like, this is the guy we're talking about, right? Y'all know that, right? Well, what I, what I know is that he was threatening, which is what he does, but there's never any results. Remember what he was going to do to Disney? He was going to disband them and get them out of Florida. Whatever happened with that? He doesn't even discuss that anymore because he knew that wasn't what he was planning to do. But he knew that Stephen and Keith would love it. And <laughs> so he just played to them because he know, like I said, Donald Trump always knows his audience. And unfortunately, Speaking he knows which. how dumb or smart you are. And if you are dumb, he loves it. He said, Speaking I love the which. uneducated. Speaking of which, Donald Trump insinuated that Ron DeSantis was gay. Oh, come and on. I don't know why he would do that and what would be the point of that. Did he really? Um, come on. He, he wants to dirty him in any way that he can. He looks at him as the competition, hey, so he's going to throw whatever charge hey, that see, that's a, will eat up. He'll come up with a new nickname as many times as he can until one sticks. He tried meatball Ron. Now we're moving into the gay area. Where did you uh, find him say well, that? Where did he say that? When? I'll pull the, I'll pull that up. But in the meantime, President Trump called everybody he knew to say, hey, I'm going to be arrested Tuesday. Get out there and protest <laughs> for me and fight for me. And he wasn't arrested Tuesday. Matter of fact, they're having some sort of things going on in the New York district attorney's office that they're saying has to do with the New York district district attorney's office being unorganized. Uh, uh, so he wasn't arrested Tuesday. He wasn't arrested Wednesday. Um, Keith, why would president, former President Trump ask all these people to come out on his behalf and almost kind of make it like a, 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 a rallying cry for something not positive to happen? He's already did this once on January 6th. Wasn't a I good idea. Know. I don't know, Stacey. I, you know, I have a lot to verify because I, I don't know if he's really saying all the things that you're saying. I, I'd like to see it. But here's something I want to ask uh, Nod. You did not see I, him say protest for me? 
No, I didn't see that. But I want to want to uh, want you guys to ask. I want to ask you, who is this brother? Uh, who is this black man? This district attorney in Chicago who says he's going to take Trump down? Who, who is this guy, Nas? You know, you know a lot about these people. This uh, okay, black Nas, don't answer that. About New York. No, he says Chicago. Don't answer that because he's trying to take me off and hijack my show. No, no, I'm no. Not going there. That's a part of your. That's oh, a part man. of. Uh, that's a part of your question. No, because that wasn't. I didn't say anything about a guy coming saying to Trump or or trying take to take Trump down. down in Chicago. But you're talking about you're talking about uh, Trump. Just saying about Trump and, and and you said you missed the story. So let's move yeah. on. Yeah. So know about the no, story. but. This, this relates, and this guy, this district attorney, he's a district attorney, and he this relates to the story of uh, why he was not arrested or why he was or, or going to be arrested. I mean, uh, you know, indicted. So it's the district yeah. attorney. So he, who hasn't read the story and was just made aware of it now has another question. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's not Chicago. No, I don't want to deal with that. You know, no, I'm not talking about what he said. Oh. I'm talking about going in the same realm that we're talking about. Okay. Where me and Todd kind of made the point that this turns into Trump fundraising. Right. Are these people really going to send their money in again when he tells them he needs money? Yes, for Lord. Are they really going to fall? Yes, down? yes, yes. I hope so. I heard you see that. <laughs> so how much are you going to send, Keith? <laughs> Well, I don't have I don't have a great lot of money to send to him, but I would certainly like to see him get money. I want Trump to uh, win. I want him in that White House next in twenty twenty four. Well, why don't you give him a couple hundred dollars? Well, maybe I will. I might. I'm not going to say. Right. That. I'm okay. not going to. So okay. So look at the screen I put up here. This is Politico.com. It says, uh, I just want to show you. Let's see who wrote it. Politico.com. Written by Josh Gerstein, Kyle Ooh, Cheney, yeah. and Erica Orden on March 18, 2023, 8.44 a.m., updated at 10.42 a.m. same day. And what it says, Keith, mm. is Trump predicts imminent arrest and calls for protests. The former president and 2024 GOP candidate urged his supporters to take our nation back over unprecedented potential criminal charge. Yeah. Protest, this is what he said, take our nation back. So you said you didn't know he said that. I just showed you he said that. Oh, very good. Well, I agree with him. I agree. All so right, so you agree, did you agree with him saying the same thing for January 6th? Yeah, I agree because he said do it peaceably. He did say that, but that was uh, sort of taken out of the way for some reason. I don't know why. But, you know, he said, take, a, you know, go peaceably, peacefully. Maybe maybe that was taken out of the way because we saw the most violent uh, <laughs> oh, really? in American history. <laughs> and what kind of uh, arms did they have? And what kind of arms did they have, my friend? Okay, well, what well, kind of even if we put, even if we play with your, with your little logical fallacy here. Yeah. How would they take it back without violence, sir? Well, they would take it back by, first of all, demanding, or what should have been demanded, that uh, they, you know, that the uh, the judges, that they hear in court 
uh, a case, and they never heard it. They, there was they no court it. that day. It was they a certification in court. of President oh, they, Biden. There was no what? court there that day. Yeah, well, they should have heard later they on. The judges the should have heard, but they did not hear the case. They would. They oh, okay. oh, oh! I see. What he's saying there, there was is, no case there to be heard. Yes, what, sir. what he's saying is, when they took this to court, they went to courts over sixty times. Yes, and they said, "You don't have a case." Now, let's be listen to me carefully. Now, I know you don't know anything about the law, right? But the, Donald Trump's lawyers never said. Hey, judge, there was election fraud and we can prove it. They never said that. You know why? I know that. Because they would be disbarred and or fined. And why would they be disbarred for because saying? you cannot lie in court to a judge. Oh, would they if know? you are if you are a legal representative of that court, that is your um if you're found guilty, that is your um sentence. Uh, disbarment if you are a what's call of the court what do you call that when you're um legally bound to the court as an attorney there's a name for that yeah, anyway no, the name but Todd, anyway is, that's why they did not do that none of those of lawyers i think it's an officer of the court none of those lawyers did that because oh for sure oh my god okay Todd, move on with what you want to say about the indictment against President Trump and uh, what Pence said, what what Pence said, uh, he said some pretty rotten things about Buttigieg. Uh, yeah. Um, Donald said Trump uh, said he was going to be indicted for sure and arrested. And he didn't know that, but he knew people like Stephen and Keith because he knows his audience. And he loves uneducated people. He said that. He knew that they would fall for it and get all anxious and say, I want to give him some money, right, Keith? Hmm. I want him to, I'm going to give him. And so you're going to give him a couple hundred dollars, right? And you're poor. No, I didn't so say that. I didn't you, say. I said, why don't you give him a couple hundred dollars? You said, I will. I think I, I didn't will. Say that. I didn't say I would. I said I would love to. <laughs> I said I just may consider it. I didn't say I would. Okay. All right. Okay. That. You're splitting hairs here. Why don't you do this? You give him a hundred and get your boyfriend to give him a hundred. I would love to give him a hundred dollars. Okay. If I okay. But so now. All right. So uh, he said that so that people can do this. His supporters can get together and scheme and say who could we kill or who could we beat up or who could we we got to get him some money and all that so he knows his people so that's what keith and stephen are doing right now stephen not so much because <laughs> um nevertheless then uh pence backed donald trump he wants to play both sides of the fence he backed donald trump by saying this is kind of like a it's politically motivated and it isn't. And I often wondered, remember Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, how the Republicans pounced on that and they would not stop. And, <laughs> and how long did they do that? For years. And how long? And was Clinton uh, indicted? Impe was Clinton he was impeached. 
Okay, but was Clinton uh, also cast out of every social network? Or was Clinton uh, also- Wait, 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 you wait, wait. You're, you're conflating the two. Just a minute. No, I'm only saying um, what's fair. Listen, what happened- At the time, They went after Bill Clinton. And mind you, I remember um, Newt Gingrich going after Clinton. Was that Newt Gingrich? Yes. Yep. And I think Newt Gingrich was having an affair while he was going after him. How do you know that? Because he cheated on his wife and he got married to another woman. Okay. Was he? <laughs> and so. All right. So make your point real quick, Todd. We're almost out of time. I got to cover one more thing. Okay. And then I'll let you go, Nas. Um, so then uh, Pence, what the punk he is, he was trying to side with Trump but then halfway go against him, trying to play both sides of the fence. And also with the comment he made about Pete Buttigieg, which was a recycled joke about um, uh, maternity leave. <clears throat> and he said maternity, just like the people from Fox News, they call it maternity leave, not paternity leave. And so uh, he made a joke about that, just like Tucker Carlson said something about, I guess he's trying to figure out how to breastfeed <laughs> maternity leave. And what actually happened was he had twins and one of them were very sick. They were born premature and the one weighed five pounds. And so he was in the NICU and on a um, ventilator. Ventilator. And that's a very, very dangerous Seriously. situation. So of course, for... the parent would want to be with their child while they're on a ventilator and need time off. I mean, just like uh, Vice President Prince did not appreciate people coming after him and his family in the Capitol during the insurrection saying, you know, hang Pence and his family. I mean, people care and love their families. You care and love your family, don't you, Todd? Absolutely. So I would keep... have definitely taken off to be with my... now. These are the same sick Republicans that say, have the baby no matter what, even if it kills you, and then leave it there, and you go on to work. So it, it, the point was, um, the baby was born premature. I don't know if anybody knew that. And the baby was on a ventilator. So yes, he took time off to be with his baby. Now, in, a, in any other country, they would have praised him for that. But here in America, where you have these sick, Republicans, uh, he's villainized for it. So, okay, go ahead, uh, 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 Naj. You were going to say something. No, yeah, I, I was just going to say, as far like us speaking about the indictment and everything else, like again, we're in uncharted waters because I don't know where this goes. Uh, can you actually lock up a president when you go have a secret serviceman with him in jail? Like, how does that go? Ultimately, mm -hmm. I think this dude. It's just going to have all these chickens coming home to roost where all these different cases, he's going to have to legally fight all these different cases and it's going to cost so much money and it's going to be so ugly because he's done so much. And again, like we said last week, he's probably not the best criminal in the world because he likes to announce his crimes and he has even tapes of his crimes. So right. yeah, it's a sad, sad state of affairs, man. Good luck with that. Uh, I think, I think right. the... The uh, I think the point of this for the people that are doing it is just so he can never run again. I don't think there'll be jail time for him, but he won't be able to run for president again or any office. 
Well, yeah, we'll see about precedent that nobody is above the law. If you do X, Y, and Z at a certain point, they're coming. Yeah. Um, so hey. let's move. I want to go ahead, Keith. What did you want to say? No, I was just going to say if we don't resolve what happened uh, in the election, like for instance, all of this that was swept under the uh, rug um, in the sense that uh, the elections, the elections were changed, election laws, election rules were changed unconstitutionally. They were changed by commissioners and by, uh, you know, these- Because uh, of the pandemic. And yes, because of yeah. the pandemic, they were, they were changed, but that still doesn't make it constitutional just because of the pandemic. Oh, once so in a lifetime- Those, were, those were things where that were- Once every hundred years. He, um, yeah. he, and, and again, I don't even want to waste time on this because it's stupid. No. No. We're going to adjudicate it. Well, President Biden is time. almost done with the whole term and you're still talking about this. But just don't. think about this, but Keith. Just really, think about this. Don't like if talk you about are this. counting widgets and there's 50 widgets in a box, but yeah. there's 50 widgets in a mailbox, does that change the number of widgets when I open up the mailbox? There were a lot of discrepancies. Oh, man. Your man lost. He there was were unpopular. Not a lot of discrepancies were not visited. And uh, no, you, there were no discrepancies. You are you lying. Will see, you will see. Six, over 60 court no, cases. Okay, we're out of time. We're out of time. I got to go into uh, banking. Today was a very, very important day in American society. Jerome Powell uh, made remarks. Janet Yellen made remarks about this banking crisis we're having in the United States. The Fed raised the interest rates again. Basically, he's not sure about anything. He's got to invest every, in, investigate everything. And Janet Yellen said that the U.S. Secretary, uh, Secretary of the U.S. Treasury said she's not considering a broad increase in insurance deposits. And that spooked the market today. She's raising questions about what is the backstop for these banks? Um, this is very, very important. One person says, we're not going to insure everybody's money. The other person says, well, we're not sure about anything and we're just going to have to investigate anything and we'll just keep uh, uh, raising the rates to try to control inflation and try to get back down to 2% and we'll see what happens. But you can have confidence in the Fed. But then Treasury Secretary says, uh, we're not backing everybody. Um, who wants to start with this? Key. Yeah, well, it's real simple. Uh when you have an issue like banking, it never goes away. This is an issue that's always going to have to be regulated. It's an issue that's always going to have to be monitored <coughs> and adjusted to. Excuse me, y'all. And if you don't, you reap the whirlwind. We found this out in 2008. We found this out in 1928. So the idea that you would allow these folks to run rampant again for the idea of chasing profits is insanity. Like, this is what it is. Look, I understand everybody wants to bow down the capital and say they are all knowing and everything else, but their industry has greed baked into it. And that very greed will destroy your economy if you don't put in uh, regulations and, and guardrails to make sure it doesn't go too far. That's the only way to do it. And again, that movie I tried to get y'all to watch last week, the big short. It's an old movie. Came out around the time after uh, the meltdown. I want to say 2010. But it's a really good movie. You can watch for free online. The big short. Mm -hmm. It details all of this well. We're right back where we were. 
So if you look at this, I'm going to share my screen um, a few weeks ago and, and recently a few hours ago. Uh, Stanhope CEO, um, this is according to Yahoo Finance, Stanhope CEO Daniel uh, Pinta warned that the fallout from the banking crisis will be substantial and the Federal Reserve must bear the blame. Should the Federal Reserve bear the blame, Keith? Yes, uh, the government, period. <laughs> because anytime the federal government, the feds are in charge of all of this stuff and they are the ones influencing the economy. It's not, the, that's not the way the constitution, that's not the way, uh, that's not what their job is, is supposed to be. They're supposed to protect our right to, uh, to free markets and uh, they are not. Instead, they are interfering with the free market, simple as that. I like to keep it simple. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time on it because, you know, trying to complicate it, it only causes people to be more confused. I'll just say that as long as the federal government is involved in all of our affairs, our monetary affairs and everything else, from the kind of toilet paper we use to the kind of toothpaste that we buy, and they are involved. So. Things are going to be rough. And okay, so but this is this is the problem, uh, Keith and and Naj. You can answer this. The federal government wouldn't be involved. The problem is this: um, the Silicon Valley Bank, their management failed really badly. They grew quickly as a bank, and they went with high risks, and they weren't managed effectively. Now the feds came in when they knew they were having trouble to try to help them manage these bad these high risks that they were doing, trying to make a, I guess, a, a ton of money. But by then it was too late. Exactly. Um, by then, you know, they had already done a damage. So they had the feds come in to save them. So how is that? You know, you can't have it both ways. You say you want the government out of business, but yet they need the government to save well, them because they basically, basically what they did was they went to the casino and they bet all their money away. Now well, they're saying, hey, well, hey, come give me back this money that I bet away. No, this isn't. Stacey, Go ahead, Keith. And then Nas was supposed to come in. Go ahead. Well, let me just say, when the government, when the federal government comes in to save someone, who is really saving that person? Who is saving those the, that industry? It's you up. are. That's right. So there again, my money, your money, Nas's money, Todd's money is being spent without our consent to save those who made poor investments or poor management. Simple, it's simple. If that's what you want to continue, then that's what we have. Yeah, so that goes against everything you just said a minute ago when you talked right. about the free market. The problem with and why nobody in the world actually has a free market about. is right. because the free market would destroy your economy. Why are most people uh, okay with paying this and like they, they begrudgingly pay it like they don't like it they don't want main street to have to pay for wall street so to say but they understand that if these people wreck the economy they're the ones who are going to feel the majority of the pain for it and conservatives get on their high horse they always talk about oh you want a problem solved don't get government in well here's another thing you guys really don't understand markets no. exist because of government no. the only reason you have contract law government you have to have a central body that calls balls and strikes as an umpire in any of these industries for the industries to exist 
Otherwise, nobody would believe in the viability of it, and nobody would do good business because they know there would be no, uh, no, no lender of last resort to save everybody, and no punishment arm if somebody acts incorrectly within that business. So think about markets, think about contract law, think about weights and measures, think about all these different things that are created by central governments. So no. yeah, your right wing yeah. dream of free markets and no government. Doesn't no. exist. There's no the country that market. like that on earth. Only problem you so there, there were three banks that went down, and the fourth, Swiss Credit Suisse, was brought. Um, so the problem becomes this you can't keep bailing these people out from stealing, they're stealing the money, basically, and then they want to be bailed out by, by the people and the government. Like the, but yet they yeah. say government stay away, uh, don't get in it. But the government has to, because of this, there's going to be an investigation by Barr, who is the guy right underneath Jerome Powell. And then from that investigation, they're going to say, okay, we got to put these guardrails up so that you all don't try to steal the money again and do it this way. But to <laughs> me, that means they'll just find another way to do it. Yeah. Well, if because the greed, what, what is the, what is the thing about way. greed? If I, if I knew that if I went to college yeah, and I knew fine. that my parents would not compensate me if I waste my college fund and I knew my parents were not going to compensate me for it, if I if I wasted it, then guess what? I'm not going to waste it. I'm going to be more. Right. OK. Right. Simple as that. OK. That's one way of looking at it. Now, the other way of looking at that would be all of those shareholders who want to return, who bought into your hedge fund. They want as many, as much profit as, as they can get. And for that to happen, you have to get rid of those regulations and guardrails and let the market operate on its own. And again, the market overheats and then we all got to pay for it because what? They're too big to fail and you fall into the same con. Socialism for the wealthy, uh, rugged individualistic capitalism for, for, for mm -hmm. normal well, yep, And the sad part is they can convince somebody like Keith that he's on their team. Right. You know, right. These are the people who want to gamble with your pension. And yeah. if we let everything explode and say, okay, government, don't bail them out, you would be the one. Without Social Security. No. no. And that, that you'd be the one without Social Security. You would be. And, and you know, also, <laughs> this is about the ninth time they've hiked, raised the, the, um, the rate, hiked the rate. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, okay, well, I'll 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 stay on that same topic. Yeah, interesting. This is a ninth time in a row they've done it. Um, the S and P went down. The Dow went down today as Powell spoke at the same time. He spoke the same time that Janet Yellen spoke. What was mm -hmm. that about? Well, uh, let me say this about banking. Um, uh, Nas was right. How they will bail them out again because remember they bailed them out uh, when uh, Barack Obama took office. Well, they had and bailed them out when my boss, George Bush bailed out who he bailed out the cars, the automobile dealers. Right. And so everybody gets bailed out big business banks. Yeah. But they know they say, Hey, I can steal the money. Let's go steal this money and get all the can. They're going to bail us out anyway, because if they don't, everybody's going to lose. So this is free cash. And so, but I tell you who did not get bailed out, the housing market. So, And the housing market is in trouble right now. And so those people lost. 
uh, people paying the mortgage, they, they were, uh, their mortgages ballooned and they were underwater. And so a lot of people lost their homes while the ba banks got bailed out. You know who else is? Credit cards. <laughs> That's the worst one. Credit well, cards. They said that they're going to have tighter credit conditions can substitute for rake heights. Um, but which is which is going to be a big problem because there are a lot of people who live on credit credit cards as a substitute yeah, as a substitute until for they cash. Right. right, they live it's, on credit. It's constant, you know. So if the credit, <laughs> if they can't get the credit, or the, the interest rates are too high for that credit. They're going under, and they're gonna they're gonna default on a lot of things. Hey, Stacy, we all agree on something. Nas, Todd, Keith, yeah, all right. What do we agree on? What you just said uh, about the credit, you know, uh, credit cards and so forth. So you know, that, I think that, that goes to the individualistic nature of your thinking, to where the only thing that matters to you is something you, you Nas. might possibly touch you, which would be credit card debt. You had no idea that if they don't bail these folks out, your pension would be something that's up on the table as a possibility to be a problem because all of these banks and everything else is so interconnected that the correlated domino effect happens where when one thing you know burns down it, it touches on another and another and another and yeah Keith, these are real consequences and not just that just if you keep saying that oh, go if you think about it that means the teachers firefighters police yeah. officers all the people we depend on all the people we depend on, if they lose their pension, who's going to be working? And those are some of the biggest accounts that those funds fight each other over. Like you get that policeman or fireman's account or whatever, man, that's just free money. You could, you know, you promise them a small return and you can really do something with that because it's just an aggregated amount of money that you know is supposed to be there unless you burn it up <laughs> like they've been known to do a few times. But yeah, man. I, All right. I, I think so, that, like, like Stacey, think about that Occupy Wall Street move, moment, though, for a second. We had college students who had degrees who were not able to employ themselves in a way that justified how much debt they had. They occupied mm -hmm. cities. And we sent in police forces to kick them in the head and kick them out of those parks, but we never actually addressed those problems, which still mm -hmm. persists to this day. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's move on to the sad, sad news about Ervo Otieno. Um, he was, uh, let me share my screen, our thoughts and prayers to his family and his mother in particular, who is crushed right now as she watched a video. Uh, if you look at the CNN.com article, this is our roundtable. Uh, surveillance video released by a prosecutor yesterday shows Ervo Otieno being pinned to the floor by multiple security officers at a Virginia State mental health facility in the moments leading up to his death earlier this month. Dinwiddie County Commonwealth's attorney and Cable Baskerville's office also released 911 calls about the incidents in which a caller described Otiano as very aggressive and repeatedly asked for an ambulance saying he was not breathing. Taken together, the video and emergency calls offer further details of the final moments of Atiano, a 28-year-old Black man who died on March 6th as he was transferred from Henrico County Jail to Central State Hospital. Seven sheriff's deputies and three hospital employees were indicted 
by a grand jury on Tuesday on a charge of second degree murder, according to court documents. In a hearing last, in a hearing last week for the charges against the deputies, Baskerville told the court they smothered him to death. We'll start with Keith and Nas and cousin Todd. Um, how start with you, Keith? How does how does this happen in America? How does one human being stand by and let another human being do that? Is it them just following or is it lack of training? Lack, you know me, you know where I stand. Lack of training. We go through this over and over again. I think it's just a lack of training. But again, I don't know the whole story. I just know what you shared. And um, I would like to see, I would like to, you know, investigate and find out more about, um, you know, like what kind of techniques they use to try to take them down or what type of techniques. I mean, they say he was aggressive. So what is right, that? But if you look at the screen I have up here now, it says uh -huh. he is bound by his hands and feet. Yeah. So his hands and feet were bound when they did this. Oh, he and they forcibly are taken into a room and dragged into an upright seated position on the floor with his back against a chair. 10 minutes later, He's turned on his side with three people holding him. His body jerks and five more deputies and workers move to pin him to the floor. Well, that sounds to me like uh, they did that on purpose. It sounds like they tried to uh, definitely hurt him and kill him. And that's what it sounds like based on what you just said. But again, I can only I'm only going by what you just uh, what it what it says here in the uh, article. So and that's I, all we can go by is what is reported by the news. That's all we right. have to go by since we yeah. were not there. But the yeah. point is, with these incidences happening and being seen, these people knew they were on camera. They knew there was cameras in their facilities. For them to continue to do this is going to bankrupt our society. I don't know where our society goes from here because the millions of dollars, every time someone gets caught doing this, which first off, they shouldn't be doing in the first place. It's a crime against humanity. It's a crime against a fellow human being. But then on top of that, they get paid millions of dollars month after month, year after year, city after city, county after county. What, where, how do we, where does it stop? Go ahead, Keith. Well, the only thing that, uh, oh, only thing left to do is to, uh, only thing left to do on my part Again, taking responsibility for myself. All I can do is obey the law as best I can. And I'm okay. going to do that's what I'm going to do. All right, Nas. Oh, coward. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> society should be judged by how it treats its elderly and its sick and its most downtrodden. So, what you see in America is not only a disdain for everybody on the bottom, but a kind of veiled hatred for the people. So this is why you see them treated this way. This is why you see so many people get away with this stuff. And sadly, to address it, you'd have to change a lot of minds who've been so warped and brainwashed into thinking, uh, you know, these people who watch SVU every night, the, the propaganda that hits your television, when you're watching all these different shows, when they're showing you how these people are the, the great citizens who just they just, if only the law didn't block them from saving and, and, and giving justice everywhere, when in actual reality, most people's interactions with them are terrible and sometimes life-threatening and life-changing. So, yeah, this is sad and it's really going to have to 
be a come to Jesus moment for a lot of these so-called Christians uh, to actually be what that book tells them to be, to be uh, a disciple of Jesus. Otherwise, we're going to get more of this and more explaining and more uh, calls for training, which actually doesn't address the root of the problem, which is a lot of people in America are individualistic and hate anyone they feel like is below the social ladder, lower on the social ladder. Thank you. Cousin Todd. Uh, I agree. Now, um, for example, Keith said what he was going to do so that won't happen to him is obey the laws. <laughs> you see, that was a way of saying this person didn't obey the law and that's what happens if you don't obey the law. So, the laws of nature. Are advancing. So this is um, nothing. Uh, this is what happens when um, you get these hooligans and give them a badge, uh, be them black or white. Uh, certain people, this is why I said, uh, I think police officers should be college educated. Uh, you can't take uh, someone out of high school and make them a cop. Uh, you have to be smarter. And so these people who uh, attacked this boy viciously and killed him should be in jail for first degree murder, not second degree, but this is what happens. Um, uh, his mother will get a check and bury his, her child. It is so sad that this continues over and over and over. And just like we, we were talking about um, the knee on the neck, um, uh, you have people like Keith and Steven saying, oh no, he died of a drug overdose. No, he was choked to death. When you have your knee on somebody's neck for that amount of time, they're going to die. And so uh, it's just, I, I, don't, I don't think this is going to change for quite some time until we start holding these people accountable and making and suing them personally, where they are personally held responsible, jailed and, and sued and, and all that. Because to keep making the city pay and your state pays and pays and pays and the cop. Then nothing happens to him. Maybe he's fired. Then he goes to another state and gets the same job. It's just tragic. Hey, Stacy, can I make one more comment? Uh, uh, just one more comment. Uh, you wanted to ask Keith. You wanted to ask Stephen to. Go ahead. Go ahead, Keith. Mary. Yeah, I, wanted to, I wanted to say because uh, of what Nas said, which. Um, prompted me to say this and this is very important uh, uh -oh. that, as a Christian and Nas said it you know he said it right he did say that you know people and, and I'm not quoting him exactly but he said something about Jesus uh, when in his statement that uh, people need to do the right thing is basically what uh, Nas is saying so that's what prompted me to say that I'm going to do the right thing and obey the law and follow the words of Jesus and uh, be important. It's important to me to rem to uh, say that publicly, that uh, if we obey the voice of the Lord, 
and do as uh, he is t commanding us to do, then, um, hey, who can persecute you? Yes, you could be persecuted. <laughs> and see, uh, okay. God makes, it, makes a joke of it. But I'm sorry. Do you think for those who are Christians, uh, those who just are because you didn't break the law, they don't kill you. That's silly. Uh, well, what I'm saying is those who follow the law, even if they do persecute you because you do what's right, know that God is your justifier and God will protect you. And I believe that. So that okay. is my now how Thank will you. he protect you? Didn't the boy just get shot up going into his own apartment? Hey. Hey, he got shot like 50 times. I going can't, to his own apartment. God didn't like him though, huh? I didn't yeah, say God that. didn't want to be bothered with him. What about the cop that went into a man's apartment and shot him? Thought she thought she was in her own apartment, but I God didn't probably that. didn't like him either. So bump him. I just said all I said was I've been my spend my life obeying God and uh I'm still here. Okay. All right. All I said. All right. Well, God has no favorite person. God loves oh, everyone. That's right. Uh, remember that. Did. To our I first did. responders in our communities, you make our lives livable. Thank you, thank you, thank you to the women and men of the U.S. military for all that you do and sacrificing your lives so that we are free to say whatever we choose on this show. We are forever indebted. On behalf of Aguna, the Nigerian moderate Republican who had the night off, Keith, he just went dark. Oh, there you go. Keith, the constitutional conservative. conservative. Oh, Stephen, the independent thinker who decided to leave. What, or, where is Stephen? What did he do? He got mad and took his uh, toys and went home. And uh, Nas, thank you, Nas, for joining us. He took his toys and went home. And my cousin Todd. Check us out on Instagram at Sporlitics. Check us out on the Flow Television Network, Stephanie Stallworth. Check us out on Twitch, Twitter. And who else? Twitch, Twitter, Pornhub. No, definitely not. Oh, oh, that's right. Don't listen to Todd. I'm Stacy Johnson. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Y'all tire me out. Good night. I don't know what happened to Stephen. He was ticked off at you tonight. Stacy might have to go back to uh, Tuesdays. Might have to go back to Tuesday, nobody's showing up on. What do you mean nobody's showing up? They are showing up. You're just trying to change it because Keith is not. I mean, Stephen is not here, and you you're you're mad at Stacy because Stephen left. No, no, I'm talking about Aguna. Aguna, <laughs> man, I miss his interruptions. You know, he's you know he doesn't let anybody talk. I miss that. All you right, Eden. You know. Good yeah. night. Hey, thank you, Todd. Very good, sir. Just remember, Bye. follow the Lord. Follow the voice of the Lord. You can do it. Uh, so can you. Put your back. I don't in. think. You know what? Oh, Keith? hilarious. Todd, he said, put your back into it. Uh, <laughs> I don't think your prayers get above your head. <laughs> That's what some Southerner racist said to a black pastor. Thank you, Tom. I don't believe your prayers get above your head. All right. <laughs> good night. All right, Stacy. See you guys. Bye. Later.